Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Tonight, American citizens and other foreign nationals are allowed to leave Gaza through the border with Egypt after being trapped for weeks in the war-torn territory. The race to evacuate as fighting continues between Israel and Hamas. Here are tonight's headlines. We came here hoping to leave. We're there the moment the gate opens to let some people escape Gaza, among them Americans, and some of the critically injured. Plus the heavy battles in northern Gaza as the largest refugee camp is hit with another airstrike. An engineering student at Cornell University is under arrest, accused of threatening to kill Jewish students as anti-Semitic threats rise here in the U.S. Despite an arrest having been made over the violent threats, students are still concerned about their safety and speech. Donald Trump Jr. testifies in that New York fraud trial, what the former president's oldest son said on the stand. The scary details after a Delta co-pilot is accused of threatening the pilot with a gun that he had in the cockpit, why he was allowed to have the weapon on the plane. Welcome to November. It's starting to feel like winter a bit too early. We have the frigid forecast. School's out for tens of thousands of students in Portland as teachers go on strike, what they're demanding. Portland Public Schools, you can do better and you must do better. Selling your home could soon get a little cheaper thanks to a new court ruling that could reduce the commission fees paid to real estate agents and radically change the way homes are bought and sold in this country. Some good news as you start thinking about Thanksgiving, the price of turkey is down a lot. But what about other parts of the meal? And Celine Dion's first appearance in nearly four years. The advice she gave to a hockey team in Vegas.
Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. We begin tonight with the rush to escape Gaza for hundreds of foreign nationals, including American citizens, who've been trapped in the war zone for more than three weeks. Today, the border crossing with Egypt was opened for the first time since the start of the war, allowing hundreds of foreign passport holders and some critically injured Palestinians to leave Gaza. Diplomatic sources tell CBS News that this first batch of evacuations was negotiated by Qatar in coordination with the U.S. The news comes as the war between Israel and Hamas escalates with a second airstrike on the Jabalia refugee camp in as many days. Israel says fighter jets hit a terrorist command and control center and killed several members of Hamas. The U.N. Human Rights Office says the strikes on Tuesday could amount to war crimes due to the high number of civilian casualties. All this as Israeli ground forces push deeper into Palestinian territory. An Israeli Defense Forces commander says troops have broken through Hamas's front lines and are now at the gates of Gaza City. We have team coverage from Israel to Washington, and CBS's Charlie Daggett is going to start us off tonight from Tel Aviv. Good evening, Charlie. Good evening, Nora. Today, President Biden said we'll see more from those negotiations in the coming days and the U.S. government is working nonstop to get Americans out of Gaza as soon and as safely as possible. For a fortunate few, the nightmare of living under the constant fear of bombardment is over today. 500 people, mostly foreign passport holders, the first to cross from Gaza into Egypt since the conflict began. But only a handful of Americans so far. The U.S. State Department says around 400 U.S. citizens are still trying to get out of Gaza, but more Americans are expected to leave tomorrow, plus their families. U.S. citizen Fatih Abu al-Hassan is still trapped. No water, no food, no shelter, nothing, nothing. We open our eyes on the dead people and we close our, our eyes on the people. Today brought another deadly reminder of the chaos and carnage they're fleeing. Hamas said another Israeli airstrike hit the Jabalia refugee camp this morning. Warplanes had already pounded the area the day before, devastating surrounding apartment buildings. Rescuers emerging from the dust and debris, cradling small children. The Israeli Defense Forces say it was targeting and killed a senior Hamas commander and several militants. But civilians are among the dozens of people who died, including children, according to Hamas health officials. We can't independently verify those numbers. I lost my whole family, 15 of them, says this man, holding a list of their names. They were innocent. What did they do? Fierce clashes have been reported from both sides in several locations along the Gaza Strip. Hamas released this new video said to show fighters emerging from tunnels and firing rocket-propelled grenades at Israeli tanks. And this video claiming to show a drone dropping a bomb on a group of Israeli soldiers gathered in a circle. The Israeli military reported today at least 16 of its soldiers have been killed in the past 24 hours of fighting. And rockets continue to get through Israeli defenses. A dash cam captured a rocket slamming into a highway near the border city of Ashdod. Miraculously, paramedics said only three people were lightly wounded. 
But for now, it's the other side of the border that's bearing the brunt of this war and why everyone is so desperate to escape while they can. And Charlie Daggett is back with us. And so for those who were able to leave Gaza today, why did Hamas agree to this deal? Uh, Nora, it's not entirely clear. We know a number of badly wounded Palestinians were able to cross into Egypt for medical care. Um, But U.S. State Department uh, spokesman Matthew Miller made clear today the U.S. is not making any concessions to Hamas on the aid front. Nora? Charlie Daggett, thank you so much. The Biden administration is calling the opening of the Rafah border crossing for foreign nationals a significant breakthrough and the product of weeks of high-level negotiations. CBS's Nancy Cordes joins us now from the White House. Good evening, Nancy. So what do we know about who was released? Nora, so far we've been able to confirm the names of five American women who were escorted safely into Egypt today. Most of them were serving in a humanitarian capacity in Gaza and simply got trapped there when the war broke out. Dr. Barbara Zind, for instance, is a pediatrician from Grand Junction, Colorado. She arrived in Gaza just one day before Hamas attacked Israel last month. She made it out alongside Ramona Okamura from Seattle. She's an expert in making prosthetics for children. U.S. officials said a handful of Americans were able to get out today. No numbers, but they said they're hoping to get the rest out over the next few days. And we know that between the Americans who want to leave and their family members, it's about a thousand people, Nora, that the U.S. is trying to help evacuate. That is a significant number. And Nancy, what have we learned about the role that President Biden played on this? I know he's been working the phones. Right. President Biden was speaking in Minnesota today. He said that these new evacuations are the product of, quote, urgent diplomacy between himself and the leaders of Israel, Egypt and Qatar. He also made a point, Nora, of saying that Israel needs to follow international law as it continues to wage war on Hamas. The White House highly aware of mounting frustration in the Arab American community, in particular over those civilian casualties in Gaza. Nancy Cordes, thank you. From the war in the Middle East to the rise in anti-Semitic incidents here at home, a 21-year-old junior at Cornell University is facing federal charges after allegedly posting threats to kill or injure Jewish students at the Ivy League school. CBS's Lilia Luciano is on campus where she spoke with several students about the ongoing fears. New York State Police are now standing guard outside the Cornell Center for Jewish Living. After authorities say Patrick Dye, a junior engineering student at Cornell, threatened to kill Jewish students, including those who eat at this kosher dining hall. It's been very tense on campus. A lot of students are definitely affected by it. Today, the 21-year-old was in federal court after his arrest Tuesday and charged with making a string of anti-Semitic threats online, which included threatening to stab and slit the throats of Jewish students. Police say they tracked him using his IP address and that he confessed. As this arrest shows, we are focusing our efforts on confronting and disrupting illegal threats wherever they arise. Badai's father told the New York Post via text that his son is innocent and that he's suffering from severe depression, adding the family feared his son was suicidal. Vigorous debate and protests have erupted on college campuses since the Israel-Hamas war began, with some leading to violence and intimidation. FBI Director Christopher Wray. The ongoing war in the Middle East has raised the threat of an attack against Americans in the United States to a whole nother level. 
Back on campus at Cornell, students say despite an increase in police presence and an arrest, students are still concerned about safety and free speech. I think people are a little bit more afraid to, to I guess, speak out, um, especially Jewish, Jewish students, um, you know, because this is a threat against you know, their, their identity. I also heard from a group of Muslim students here on campus who condemned those horrific threats against Jewish students and said that they are a mockery of their religion. They also pointed to messages that are Islamophobic and hateful on those message boards and said that they too feel unsafe in this increasingly tense environment. Nora. Very tense. Lilia Luciano, thank you. Well, we're learning more tonight about a terrifying confrontation in the cockpit of a Delta Airlines flight where officials say a co-pilot threatened to shoot the plane's captain mid-flight. As CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports, that co-pilot is facing a felony charge that could land him in prison. Details remain limited, but while working as the first officer on an unspecified Delta Airlines flight in late August 2022, Jonathan Dunn allegedly threatened the captain they would be shot multiple times if the captain diverted the flight. The Department of Transportation Inspector General's office says the incident was prompted by a disagreement over a passenger medical event. Dunn of Marysville, California, was indicted by a Utah grand jury last month. Court documents allege he used a dangerous weapon in assaulting and intimidating the crew member. He was authorized to carry a firearm through the TSA's Federal Flight Deck Officer Program. TSA says Dunn has since been removed from that program. It was launched after 9-11 as an additional layer of security on domestic flights. Drop the weapon! It serves as that last line of defense in case everything else goes bad. John Pistol is a former TSA administrator. I think it's worth having for the bad guys to know that even if they can get the cockpit door open, that might be the last door they ever open. The volunteer pilots are vetted, which Pistol says includes cognitive and psychological aspects. They also complete a training program overseen by federal air marshals and are recertified twice a year. Get back! Get back! We need to take a hard look at the oversight program relating to the people who command airplanes in cockpits. This newly revealed incident follows another cockpit confrontation last month when an off-duty Alaska Airlines captain allegedly attempted to turn off a plane's engines mid-flight. I think if you look at the big picture, our safety system is very good in this country. Dunn is set to be arraigned in federal court on that felony charge later this month. The FAA requires pilots to have a valid medical certificate. We understand Dunn's certificate has been suspended. Delta says he's no longer employed by the airline. Our efforts to reach Dunn have so far been unsuccessful. Nora? That is quite a story. Chris Van Cleve, thank you. Donald Trump Jr. took the stand today at the civil fraud trial that could determine the fate of the Trump family's New York real estate empire. Trump Jr., an executive vice president with the Trump Organization, said he was not in charge of accounting details at the company. The Trumps are accused of financial fraud, grossly over-exaggerating the values of their properties. Turning out of the weather and the November chill that's in the air over most of the country, more than 150 million Americans will see temperatures below freezing overnight. That's from Mississippi to Maine. So for the cold forecast, let's bring in meteorologist Mike Bettis from our partners at the Weather Channel. Hey there, Mike.
Nora, good evening. That fall chill is sticking around, but not for that much longer, okay? We've got about one more day to get through the really cold stuff, and then a gradual warm-up will move in. Notice the temperatures tomorrow morning, really cold, even down across the south. Places like Montgomery, Alexandria, Austin, Texas will have temperatures near freezing, if not below it. In Nashville, 28 degrees temperatures freezing once you get across the Ohio Valley. Now, the cold air is all courtesy of the jet stream that's taking a big dip to the south here. All that cold air from Canada has come southbound. However, that jet stream flattens going into the weekend. That means a lot of places here temperatures rebound. A lot of places at or above average across dozens of states going into the weekend. For example, 60s and 70s now return. Nashville 71, 68 in St. Louis. Temperatures in the 70s across the south here in Nora and a trend that continues into Sunday and beyond. Mike Bettis, thanks. Thousands of teachers and school staffers went on strike today in Portland, Oregon, canceling school for about 49,000 students. The teachers, whose average salary is $82,000 a year, are demanding higher pay, more time to plan lessons, and a cap on class sizes. The union has advised parents to make plans for child care, while 81 schools in the district are closed. Now to the class action ruling that could change the way Americans buy and sell homes. A federal jury in Missouri on Tuesday found that the National Association of Realtors liable for artificially inflating commissions and awarded plaintiffs $1.8 billion in damages. CBS's Carter Evans takes a look at what it means for the average consumer. I think that this is going to drastically lower what commission rates are. Jared Bright's long legal battle with the real estate industry began when he sold his St. Louis home back in 2017. He was frustrated that he had to pay a commission to the buyer's broker. Certainly, I didn't understand why I was paying for someone who I'd never met, will never meet, and wasn't doing anything for me. Here's how it works under the current system. For a $500,000 home, the seller agrees to pay a commission, typically 5 to 6% of the home's selling price. That is then split between the seller's agent and the buyer's agent. Sellers have to pay the commission in order to have their home included on the Multiple Listing Service, or MLS, a vast property database that feeds into popular sites like Zillow. It doesn't sound like that radical of a concept. You pay for the person who's working for you. Bright's attorney Michael Ketchmark brought the class action lawsuit against the National Association of Realtors and some of the largest real estate brokers in the country. What we proved was the National Association of Realtors has joined in a conspiracy with the two of the largest corporate um, real estate brokers to, to use the system to, to fix prices. The court determined the current commission model makes it difficult for sellers and buyers to negotiate lower fees at a time when technology makes it easy for anyone to access real estate listings online. The National Association of Realtors plans to appeal the verdict and says its rules serve in the best interests of consumers. It's scary and it's daunting and so we'll we'll see it's a big shakeup. LA Realtor Pamela Rich says a shift in fees could put homes out of reach for some. Who could this impact the most? I think the buyers. Although the seller may have some financial relief, the buyer is now the one that's going to absorb the cost for the buyer's fees. That's a huge shift in the industry. Now, it's unclear if banks will allow buyers to fold those fees into their mortgage loans. Of course, that comes at a time when interest rates are extremely high. Similar class action lawsuits are in the works across the country. Nora? Such a big story. Carter Evans, thank you. 
And now to some breaking news. Former Indiana Hoosiers basketball coach Bobby Knight has died at the age of 83. That's according to an online statement by his family. Knight was one of the most successful coaches in the history of college basketball. He won three NCAA national championships during his storied career at Army, Indiana, and Texas Tech. But he was also known as much for his fiery temper on and off the court. Knight was fired as head coach at Indiana after getting into a confrontation with a student. Millions more Americans should be tested for lung cancer. We've got the new guidelines for you next. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. In tonight's Health Watch, the American Cancer Society has updated its guidelines for lung cancer screening. The new recommendations expand the age range for testing to between 50 and 80 years old. And for smokers who quit, the number of years since your last cigarette is no longer a factor for screening. It's estimated that an additional 5 million Americans will now be eligible for regular screenings. We have a consumer alert tonight about the cost of your Thanksgiving feast. That's just ahead. There's news tonight about the cost of hosting a Thanksgiving feast. Turkey prices are down about 9%. That's according to a new report from Wells Fargo. The price of ham, however, is up more than 5% to $4.56 per pound. Fresh cranberries are 20% cheaper this than this time last year, but canned cranberries are up almost 60%. One of the biggest names in music makes a rare public appearance. We'll tell you who next. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch. Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
Finally, tonight, we leave you with some good news for fans of superstar Celine Dion. The five-time Grammy Award winner made a rare public appearance on Monday to watch the NHL's Las Vegas Golden Knights take on her hometown team, the Montreal Canadiens. It was her first public appearance in nearly four years after being diagnosed with a rare autoimmune and neurological disorder. The My Heart Will Go On singer stepped into the locker room to meet the Canadians' players and was heard encouraging them, saying, just stay healthy, strong, do what you do best. Good to see you're back. And that is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.